0: Welcome to People's Church. Before we get to this week's message with Pastor Tom Murray, we want you to know that you matter to your Heavenly Father and you matter to us. People's Church is a multi-generational faith community in Salem, committed to knowing Christ and making Him known. Sunday morning worship services at our Salem campus are at 8.30, 10, and 11.30. Watch messages anytime and plan your visit at peopleschurch.com. We pray this practical biblical teaching is encouraging, challenging, and possibly even life-changing. It's
1: like we're on vacation right now. The beach that I'm showing you right now is uh, the Barrier Islands of North Carolina. And the reason I'm showing this to you is uh, I read about an experience that author and pastor Andy Farmer had while he was sitting on the beach on the Barrier Islands of North Carolina. He brought his beach chair out there and was sitting in the sand and just enjoying God's creation and the sound of the waves and the sand. And then he had a very real moment. He started thinking, you know, I've never been to Maui and I wonder if Maui's, the beaches of Maui in Hawaii are even better than than this beach. And he started thinking like, well, I know that in North Carolina when the Sun goes down, the mosquitoes come out like crazy. So you have to go inside before the sun comes down or you're going to get eaten alive by the mosquitoes. And he started thinking, I I bet they don't have any mosquitoes in Maui. And then he started thinking some more. He thought, you know, what would really be nice on this warm summer night as I'm listening to the waves crash would be a nice cold glass of lemonade. Looking around there's no place to buy cold lemonade where I'm sitting right here And He started thinking I bet they have places to buy cold lemonade on the beaches in Maui and as he's sitting there he's The sounds and the sights he started to smell faintly off in the distance The smell of rotting fish in the air and he thought I bet they don't have any rotting fish in Maui (laughs) so the point of me sharing this is uh, how Pastor Andy summarizes the story. He says, there was nothing left to do at that point but to pick up my chair and to go back to my house murmuring, man, peace is hard to find. Peace is central to the reason that Jesus came. His name shall be called over the last Sundays leading up to this Christmas weekend. We've been talking about these four titles, his name shall be called. At Christmas, we don't just celebrate that Jesus was born. We celebrate why Jesus was born. 800 years before the manger, there was a promise, a promise given by God to the prophet Isaiah, and Isaiah almost certainly was not aware of how significant what he said and what he wrote, how significant these words would become. Isaiah 9-6, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. Now, this phrase that begins Isaiah 9-6 speaks to Jesus' humanity and his divinity. For to us a child is born speaks of how Jesus would be born into a human family, into the earthly parents of Mary and Joseph, but also in addition, for unto us a child is born, also a son is given, given by God. And Isaiah's promise goes on, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. So much of the hope and promise that was given eight centuries before Jesus was born was built around the promise of peace. At Christmas, we sing the Christmas carol, Hark, the herald angels sing. And in that song, we sing the lyrics, Peace on earth and mercy mild. When the angel and heavenly host appeared to the shepherds that day that Jesus was born, Luke says the angels praised God with the words, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom whose favor rests. Now, some of us may be wrestling with this thought that Jesus is the promised Prince of Peace, but we look at the world around us and it doesn't seem like peace describes a lot of what is happening in our world. For much of this year leading up to this Christmas, there are deep connections through family and relatives of people in our church family to relatives and friends who are in Ukraine. And this has not been a year of peace. It's been a year of war. Some of you have shown me pictures of relatives taking shelter in places like basements while the war rages outside. In our own country, we see violence, crimes, uprisings, and you hear the phrase, peace on earth, and some of us are thinking, I come in here tonight and there's not even peace in my home. So how could Jesus be the Prince of Peace in a world where we see hatred and selfishness and bitterness and anxiety and fear is Jesus less than what was promised by Isaiah Jesus himself says some things that seem to contradict the promised prince of peace Matthew 24 6 through 7 Jesus says and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars see that you are not alarmed for this must take place but the end is not yet for nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. This does not sound like peace. Now, Matthew 10, 34, Jesus also says, do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword, Jesus says in this moment. Jesus even said that dads would be divided from sons and mothers would be divided from from daughters. Why is this? Well, if you've been following Jesus for some time, you know that following Jesus is not always sunshine and unicorns and sweetness. There's difficulty when it comes to following Jesus. God is patient. God is patient. He waits for people to turn from living against him. But as long as there are people living against God's ways, there will be conflict in this world the sword that Jesus talks about bringing, that he talks about bringing, it brings divide to people who will follow him who desire to turn away from the sinful world. So we may think, we may think if the wars would just end, if the politicians would just find some way to get along, if there would be no more hunger, if there would be no more disease, if the families would just stop fighting, if my family would just stop fighting, then we would have peace but here is the challenging reality absence of war absence of political tension humanitarian crises natural disasters and family conflict will not bring peace to the human soul the peace that jesus came to bring was peace between god and man peace in the human soul peace is not the absence of difficulty The peace that Jesus brings this side of eternity, it does not equal laziness, it doesn't equal tranquility, or even temporary physical rest. It is actually much better than that. The peace that Jesus comes to offer us is much better than any of that. You see, the word that we have for peace in this promise from Isaiah is the word shalom. Shalom, peace, which means a whole and complete peace. When we turn that word shalom into the English form, it becomes the word Salem. When you, clap for our city, that's good. When we look at the story of the history of our city, there are two ideas that maybe it was a combination of both that this, our city Salem gets its name from the last five letters of the uh, city name Jerusalem or the English ...ized version of Shalom, Salem. So when you hear Salem, you can think of Shalom, which is the peace that Jesus brings, which is not a partial peace, but it is a whole and complete peace for the human soul. At the Last Supper, hours before Jesus gave his life on the cross, he told his disciples, John fourteen twenty seven, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Listen to this. Jesus says, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. There is a peace, Jesus says, that I am bringing to you that culture cannot offer you. There is a peace that I am bringing to you that the world cannot offer you. This peace provides a stability when there is chaos around you. This peace is greater than whatever may trouble your heart. This peace is greater than what ever may cause you fear. This peace does not mean the absence of trouble. It doesn't mean the absence of fear. But when you have this peace, you can face whatever trouble may come your way. When you have this peace, you can face whatever may cause you fear. I leave this with you, Jesus says. I leave shalom with you, whole peace, complete peace, a peace that is in your soul. Old Testament professor John Kerr describes it this way. Jesus doesn't just keep the peace. Jesus doesn't just preserve the peace. Jesus creates the peace. Jesus is the peace. That is what the Bible describes as the peace that surpasses all understanding. What does that mean? the peace that passes all understanding. It's when there is chaos around you, the world is crazy and everyone else is panicking and people look at you and you're, why aren't you panicking like the rest of us? Why aren't you in fear like the rest of us? Why aren't you overwhelmed with trouble like the rest of us? It's because you have the peace that passes all understanding. It is a peace between you and your heavenly Father, a shalom, whole, complete peace. Look at what Jesus says, John 16, I have said these things to you, that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. That actually sounds like a promise. (laughs) He doesn't say you might have. Tribulation means trouble, difficulty, challenges, hardships. So, I've said these things to you that you may have peace, period. By the way, in the world, you will have tribulation, you will have difficulties and problems and hardships, but take heart, Jesus says, I have overcome the world. Two of the gospel accounts record the historical events of Jesus' birth, the gospel account of Matthew and the gospel account of Luke. Luke's timeline of Mary's supernatural pregnancy parallels the pregnancy of Mary's relative Elizabeth. Elizabeth is pregnant with John the Baptist. Remember John the Baptist in the womb, he leapt when the presence of Jesus in the womb came into the room. John the Baptist's father, Zechariah, filled with the Holy Spirit after John the Baptist was born. Zechariah, his dad, prays over his newborn son and he speaks this, Luke chapter one, verses 76 through 79, Zechariah prophesying and the Holy Spirit over John the Baptist. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people and the forgiveness of their sins because of their tender mercy, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. Listen to this to guide our feet in the way of peace. John's life points to the life of Jesus. John's life points to the salvation that comes through Jesus. John's life points to the forgiveness of sin that would come through Jesus. John would be the giver of the pathway to the greatest act of mercy in all of human history a visit from God to give light to humanity in a dark world destined for spiritual death. And John, what he would do, would guide our feet to the way of peace. Isaiah six and, uh, Isaiah chapter nine, verses six and seven, I'm pulling some excerpts here that uh, speak about peace. For to us a child is born, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of his peace, there will be no end. Jesus is the provider of peace between God and people. Where Jesus governs, where he governs in people, there is peace. Where the government of Jesus increases, peace increases. Jesus did not come to govern from a palace or from a throne or from the White House or from any other place like parliament or the legislature. Jesus came to be the government of our heart, to rule over our heart, to bring a peace that can come from no other place. Remember, we talked about the Christmas carol, hark the herald angels sing, peace on earth and mercy mild. What are the next lyrics? God and sinners reconciled. God and sinners reconciled. That is the peace that Jesus brings. This peace is greater than whatever may trouble your heart. This peace is greater than whatever may cause you fear. Now most of us would say this is not one and done. It's not a matter of either I have this peace or I don't have this peace. Most of us will say that it's something that has grown in us the longer we have followed Christ. The more we have pursued Jesus, the more we have experienced this peace. Many of us would say that once upon a time, there were things that troubled us deeply, but as we followed Christ, those things do not trouble us the way they once did. Those things don't keep us up at night the way they used to. Those things don't cause us to to toss and turn and be overcome with worry like they once did. Many of us would say that we have had fear in our life and as we have followed Jesus, maybe the fear has not completely gone away, but we have a peace over that fear that we used to not have. Peace is a fruit of the Spirit. What that means is that peace is a result of the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us because God's word says that when we become a follower of Christ, this is amazing, the Holy Spirit literally comes to dwell inside of us. Galatians chapter 5, the Holy Spirit produces, as a result of the Holy Spirit being in us, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's also not a peace that followers of Christ that we're supposed to keep to ourselves. Jesus invites his followers to be carriers of, of peace. Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. The challenge for us is that where peace is missing to bring peace. A peacemaker resolves conflict, and the greatest conflict in All of human history is the conflict caused by sin that separates fallen humanity from a loving Heavenly Father. So the greatest peace that we can bring, the greatest conflict that we can help to resolve in someone's life is to be a messenger of hope, to share with others the peace that you as a follower of Christ have in you. There are many things that we can think of, well, if if this happened, then I would have peace. If I made this much money, then I would have peace. If I could just get along with this person better, then I would have peace. If I could just get that girl to go out with me, then I would have peace, whatever it may be. Some of us think if I just had more vacation, then I would have peace. Well, (laughs) I'm, I'm just highlighting this one area where we think of something that will bring peace but the results are just simply not there. I I, I found three pieces of research that show what happens when we have vacation. The first study, researchers looked at a group of people who went on vacation, and at the three-week post-vacation mark, so three weeks after vacation was over, their stress returned to pre-vacation levels. A second study if you maybe you can feel the pain you go on vacation and while you're gone the work accumulates while you're gone and it's called the post-vacation workload and These researchers found in their study group the post-vacation workload deteriorated participants quality of sleep social activities and mood Domestic stress had a similar outcome with researchers concluding high levels of post-vacation workload eliminate the potential positive effect of vacation. Now, I love vacation, okay, so I'm not just here to give ammunition to HR leaders like to go make a case for like canceling vacation. There's good things that come with vacation, but vacation will not be the sole provider of peace. Last Last example, last group of researchers found that four weeks after the vacation, there was no longer any significant evidence of relief from stress. So the point is this, there are things in the world that we can think if this happens, if that happened, more time off, more this, more that, less of this, then I would have peace. Many of us would say it has been our own story that Things or activities or time or whatever money that we thought would bring us peace in our soul simply that just didn't happen We we realize what we thought would bring us peace Did not bring us the peace that we thought it would and it would be the story the life story of many in this room That the only way that you truly discovered that peace that you were longing for deeply in your soul was through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The Prince of Peace. That's what we're talking about. That's the whole and complete peace that our Heavenly Father offers through His Son, Jesus Christ. Thank God for unexpected conversations. Just yesterday, I had an unexpected conversation with with a woman who shared with me that For years, she would have self-identified as a Christian. But then she really began to dig deep into what it meant to be a follower of Christ and realized that she had torment in her soul because she had never truly made the decision that Jesus Christ would be her Lord and Savior. And so she said a few years back, she took that step of truly receiving Jesus as Savior. And she told me about the peace that has come upon her soul since making that decision. So Christmas Eve is a service that brings in, like we pray for actually every Sunday, that we would have people at all different places in their spiritual journeys. We thank God for people who have been spiritually rooted for years or even decades. We thank God for people who are newer in their Christian faith. We also know that maybe what has brought you through our doors is there's some sort of trouble or difficulty and you have come through to this place wondering, does church have the answer? Church doesn't have the answer. God has the answer. Church is the way that God reaches. And then Sometimes you just come to church because you're being polite That happens around Christmas time that your whole family goes and so you go just to be polite Thank you if that's you and you're just being kind to your family by being here But I also believe that it's possible that you're here this time for a reason for a purpose That maybe this is the Christmas that your heavenly Father wants you to go from just knowing about Jesus to actually knowing Jesus. Would you close your eyes with me for just a moment? Father, we thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to be the Prince of Peace. Oh. Many of us would say, we look at what has happened this year. We look at what's happened in the world. We look at what's ongoing in the world. We think about our own households, and we might think, oh, what I would just give for some peace. And there are things that can change, circumstances that can alter, conditions that can be different, that can bring... Temporary moments of peace, but we know that what you came to offer Jesus Was so much more than a temporary escape or a temporary peace You father sent your son Jesus Christ to bring Shalom peace a full whole complete peace in the human soul and if you're here today We don't believe you're here by mistake. We believe that God has a purpose for each and every person who is hearing this message this evening. And if you would say this is the Christmas that I want to make a first time commitment or a recommitment to Jesus, then right now, right where you are, I encourage you to have a one-on-one prayer with your heavenly Father. Fancy words don't matter, but the condition of your heart matters. My pastor mentor would say, if this means everything to you, it means everything to God. And I would just help you by saying, right, to to, to pray, Father in heaven, it's good to speak it out loud, Father in heaven, thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, you can say that right now, thank you for sending your son to be the Prince of Peace. Thank you for the peace that is whole and complete in the human soul, shalom, peace. Say, Father, I want that peace. I desire it right now. Father, in this moment, I turn from my life against you. I turn from life on the run from you. I turn from life of apathy toward you. And I receive your son, Jesus Christ, as the Prince of Peace. I receive your Son, Jesus Christ, as the Lord of my life. Point my life in a new direction, Lord. Set me on a trajectory toward heaven, not because of my good deeds, but because of how good you are. Because, Father, you are wonderful Counselor, everlasting Father, mighty God, and Prince of Peace. Father, I thank you for the one who made a decision to follow Jesus Christ today. Thank you for what you've done in their life. We pray that this would be a turnaround moment, a moment that they would look back to Christmas 2022 as the Christmas where their life was changed forever. And Father, for those of us who came in as followers of Christ, we ask Lord that as we continue to follow you that you would give us increasing measure of that peace to overcome what troubles our heart, increasing measure of peace, to overcome whatever fear may come our way because your word tells us that your son Jesus Christ came to overcome the world. And Father, we invite you to use us to be ambassadors of peace, to be carriers of the message of hope, to be peacemakers. We thank you for this in Jesus name
0: we pray that this week's message has been practical encouraging and challenging let us know if you made a first-time commitment or recommitment to following christ visit peopleschurch.com and click connect to share your decision with us there is great value in being a part of a christ-centered bible teaching faith community if you are looking for a church home Pastor Tom Murray invites you to People's Church in Salem. Sunday morning and evening worship services, group Bible studies, relevant engaging activities for kids and youth in safe, secure environments. Watch messages anytime or plan your visit at peopleschurch.com.